0: You've tuned into the R.U. Screening Podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the R.U. Screening Podcast. I am your host, R.U. Screening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, so this week, as you are well aware, if you uh, listen to us and have been paying attention, uh, this is the first of two weeks where we just try to, like, shotgun everything. Yeah. And uh, it's and, actually fun. And get through as many things as we can uh and as we've said many times already specifically because uh we have to do our best of the year lists uh coming up and uh worst of the year i guess so yeah right the I, don't, I don't know that we need to get through some things to make sure that yeah we cover <laughs> right. them for our worst of the year right. but anyway um and our can't win awards which also yeah don't necessarily completely matter as far as uh, making fun. sure that we cover yeah. them but uh in <laughs> 2 weeks uh it's going to be our best of the year and theoretically uh we might be doing video by then if we can uh yeah. if we can hopefully get everything uh, squared away for doing that but uh this week we're going to cover at least I'm gonna say at least three. I'm actually hoping for four. But yeah, you never know because uh we go I don't know off non existent script. Yeah, sometimes. Lot. And uh but uh so we're gonna do Oppenheimer, Eileen, May, December, hopefully American fiction. Um maybe not even in that order. Who knows what <laughs> might happen. We're just yeah. Um pull things out of a hat. Yeah, and so before we jump into that, because we are going to, like, totally jump into it yeah. to get through all these movies, I do just want to say that, uh, like, just now hit the trailer for season two coming out of um, Squid Game. Oh, it did. And man, is it, like, does just it look good? hilarious. Oh, man. No, it it kind of does look good. It's So it's a weird thing, that show, because the first show, the first season, Liked it too, right? You liked the first season. I did like it because I liked it. I thought it was a blast. I, I liked it. It but the thing is, it's such a screwball thing. Yeah. Right? It's such a completely like bonkers idea to run through. And then I think even in that first season, what what ended up happening was that as they tried to make there be a story, those were like not the best parts. You know, like when they tried to do all the oh, hair the people the behind layered. it and they uh, went lost. Like Yeah, I mean kind of really, it's it, just it, it was such like just being thrown into right. the craziness right. and like right. having no idea what was going to happen or or where anything was going. Yeah. Uh it was so fun and screwy and yeah. I mean kind of stupid sometimes but also awesome and everything right yeah but then the parts where you know not that they were horrible or completely ruined it or anything like that but the parts where they're uh, trying to dive into like who are the rich people running it right and what their motivations you know the the people where they you know they end up you know kind of getting the contestants and now we're going to you know, peel back the layers of what's going on and yeah, where is this island and ops involved and whatever. Like it just wasn't as good. It it was like they decided that they had to have an excuse. And then also I suppose they decided that they had to have something to bridge to like a season two, right? We have to have some story that we keep telling. Because what if it's we can't just show up and go, all right, next season on on this and we just have new contestants or whatever right so um so in the trailer though you know they're really kind of i guess mostly showcasing why there's a story or you know some continued progression of like investigating all this and yeah and you know whatever uh anyway uh more than just like kind of move on it's one of those shows. So I mean it's it's a cool trailer and it's oh God, know, like, I can't wait to see it. It's fun that curious. It, it's fun that it's coming back, but it's very nerve-wracking that it's coming back. It's the kind of show, you know, for me personally, it's the kind of show where I wish they would just have one season and go, right. you we know, did it. we're not making another right. season ever, no matter right. what. Right? right. Like yeah. Like this is your screwball thing, right? Like not everything has to yeah. Try to have more and more right. seasons necessarily, right? Yeah, and uh, I mean it's not like this can't have another season or whatever, but I do I do like shows that just go look. This is too crazy, right? And we're going to do it. We give you everything we have, yeah, you know. And it's like yeah. it doesn't have to keep going, you know. Yeah, anyway.
1: And actually, when you when you get something like that, because everything is set up obviously for the money making and the sequelization and the trilogies, or whatever. If you come flat out of the gate and say we're one and done, right? I'm nervous. I'm right. like, because you can do anything. Like you fall for a character, you love a thing, and they just don't give a crap. Like that's right. Right. That's more original than trying to sequelize anything, especially now. And that's fun. Right. Yeah.
0: Anyway, um, yeah, it's like you know, just not every story ha- ends with next season. Right. In- yeah. Right. Whatever. Vanderpump. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, all right, so we got to uh race through these movies. And uh so you know, obviously some uh really pretty big ones, American fiction that has and been nominated picking for up tons steam. of things yeah. and got lots of awards and everything. Oppenheimer obviously, which is a giant thing and right. we never did cover it way back when. Right. Anyway, so we're just going to jump in and uh start with Oppenheimer. And uh, you know, I not really going to explain this movie. <laughs> right, if it needs explanation, people have uh yeah, so <laughs> it's um it's about Oppenheimer, so yeah. you've got that going for you, and uh just to try and uh be quicker, and we probably still won't be quick anyway, but I'm just gonna jump out basically and uh give my recommendation I have to say, uh, for my rating of this movie, you know, I've read reviews of this movie, yeah. and i and it's you know. I get commentary back and forth on this. Like, uh, people always ask me that, you know, it's like, what's your favorite movie and who else do you like as a movie critic? And who else do you read and stuff like that? Um, like I don't, I think like industry standard, I probably don't read as many reviews of other people that people think you like the norm. Yeah. Right. Other people or other movie critics or whatever. Um, I do, I, I feel like I read a lot, but I think that, amongst movie critics probably most of them read more of the reviews than i do yeah um but you know some movies are like okay now i'm gonna find out what everyone is saying about this so i've read a lot of reviews about this movie and here's the weird thing uh the weird conclusion that i came to after doing that Mm -hmm. uh so i give i I give this one an eight Mm. um wow i was really off on you and uh like off a little off. Most of that and here's the weird thing is the thing that makes it weird yeah. about it is that I feel like I have the same opinion <laughs> yeah, as, I know. as most everyone else that I've read reviews mm-hmm. of this movie. Yeah. And they all give it like eleven. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone else gives this movie like the highest rating it could possibly get. Right, and I feel like my rating for this movie is really like if I could be completely screwy with my ratings and just make up a new kind of rating every time I rate a movie. Right, right? I would say I would rate this movie actually like between seven and eight. It's like seven and eight. Right, right. (laughs) It's like a weird spectrum. Yeah, Um, and I give it an eight, and it gets that purely for uh, it the technical abilities the the yeah the movie craft yeah in this movie is actually awesome it's really great it's it's like it is it's fantastic it's yeah. crazy right yeah. and um i think everyone acting in the movie is pretty amazing um, I don't think absolutely everyone in the movie is amazing, but most of the people are really great. Yeah, right. Uh all the acting's really good. It looks uh incredible. All of just the technical stuff that has to happen yeah. to put this movie together, which it's you know, it's like Christopher Nolan. And and I would say mostly I rate this movie a little better than the last few things that he's done, right, which all have the same like technical bonuses, right? right. They all right. They look great, look like Tenet, I mean, yeah, it, it, Dunkirk, Interstellar, Interstellar, you know, uh, yeah, even Inception, right. right? Which I liked Inception okay, okay. yeah, uh, better than some of those, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but all those movies kind of land in the same place. Technically, they're great, they look just freaking amazing, right? yeah. Uh, but the stories are lacking, mostly boring and half ass. And, and I mean, Dunkirk, especially, like, right. is, is almost you know, for me, it's almost like a joke. It's like the story is so horny, really. A magic guy who lives through. You know, whatever. If you look at it years later and go, wait, the story was what? Yeah. Like at the time, everyone's like, oh, I love Dunkirk. whatever. Anyway, but this one, uh, the story is a little better and the story is better than I expected it to be. Yeah. It does kind of pull you in a fair amount. Right. Yeah. But basically, overall, I feel like every review I read at the end, I'd go, yep. Yeah. And it's eight. So where do you get the other two or three stars right. from? Yeah. Cause the other the other two or three stars right. that they have are just like and therefore it's right. a great movie. I'm like, dude, you know, the story is like like I said, this is weird because I'm like, the story is better than I thought it would be, but also right. the story's kind of boring. And the story is like uh you know, very similar to Dunkirk in a way. And very similar to Interstellar in a way. Uh, watching this story because in both of those there were all these plot points that I was like, yeah, I mean that's good, but <laughs> it's so uh, it's delivered like so weirdly, like bullet pointed, mm-hmm. and like this is here's my chart of how you make a movie. It, it's like uh, uh, when you know Pixar had that. DVD special feature it was off day. brave. So, like, and they're like, here's all, here's every, here's what we do. Movie. Yeah. Here's the formula. And you're like, oh my God, you just like ruined all your movies yeah, for me. Right. Like, they're all garbage. Jack, right. She's right. <laughs> yeah. this one just has so many parts of it that just feel like, well, now I check that box mm-hmm. and now I checked that and a lot of it is good. And like scene by scene, right. a lot of them are really good. Right. But you put them all together, and it's like, well, I mean, right, yeah, fine, right,
1: and that's yeah. where that's where a better story would come in because it would more cohesiveize. I just made that up I yeah. think yeah. it would gel everything a bit better, all right, so anyway, that's uh moving on. I gave it an eight it It's funny, I actually think that there are certain things you know where you say, well, that's a Quentin Tarantino six, you know, because in the in the bracket of filmmakers who have a big enough body of work, giving something an eight, which I also gave Oppenheimer um and i'm i'm still having fun with christopher nolan's films um but i'm I, i'm still sort of like okay there are we going to get like a prestige nolan is a uh interception nolan or is it really going to be like a tenant nolan right and for me i just wanted this to be better than tenant because even though i enjoyed tenant i didn't love tenant yeah. and it is formulaic in christopher nolan's world like he is now actually sort of like point by point i know what he's going to be doing and i like it that's why i go to his film well, i go to his films anyway for this but i still like going to his movies but he's sort of patterned in a way yeah and when you see that pattern it is sort of like a pixar thing of like so here's kind of what we do and you're like son of a gun right that is what you do um it, it was funny just see a three-hour film that at times felt very three hours other times, man, the scenes were just moving along at a great clip. I agree with everything you said for the most part, uh, weird performances, not bad, but just, I guess if you're in a scene with like Robert Downey Jr. or Killian Murphy or whoever you're in there with, and you're like, not as good as them, the scene sort of suffers, but you also just can't take the blame for that because you just happen to be in that scene. You know, it sort of sucks it's sort of fun to like watch how many people are in this movie. Like Josh Hartnett just is in the film and not just as a cameo, like he's around and I'm like, dude, I haven't seen you in anything forever, man. What are you doing? Um, it's ought to be able to grab you somewhere because there's so many stories and sometimes they're all happening at once. You know, there's the Oppenheimer story about him and his insecurities and his desires, the rush to make the bomb, the world problems that is going on with the war, his interpersonal stuff, the court hearing, the political stuff. Like, there's so, so many things in here. And I actually thought at one point, though I was enjoying the Senate stuff and the bomb making, and I knew that you have to get the others as well because it's part of what pushes Oppenheimer into the story. I just sort of wished that maybe it had whittled that down to only two were three things instead of five or six yeah and of which there were three big things and then a few little things along the way Only blunt is fine in here i found and not necessarily against her at all i I actually think she kind of was doing everything she was asked to do some scenes she was in were ice cold awesome and others i was just sort of ice cold i was just like i don't know if you nailed this and i don't know what you were asked to do But I just sort of don't even think this scene belongs in the movie. Like, I don't need this to tell me anything about who you are, what you care about, and who Oppenheimer is and why he cares either. But I think it was in. And again, this is based on a book that Nolan loves. I guess it was in the book. And I guess he thought that, you know, I can something in to do that. And I I think somewhere along the way that suffers. But for my money, in the Nolan universe, this is over tenet, which made me very happy. Right, and it was like you said too, just sort of a marvel of filmmaking. Like there's an awful lot of stuff that happens. I I loved, I loved every scene that Matt Damon showed up to chew the scenery in and steal from everybody because all he has to do is wear a uniform, which he looks. Uh, Matt, I know you listen to the show, uh, so I'm sorry, but he just looks funny in a right. grown-up uniform. Right, like I don't know that he wears that yet. But I buy it because he's barking orders and he's got a mustache. Yeah. Right. And I love it, but it, it offered a comic relief in scenes that I don't necessarily think were enough. I'm, I'm not saying he was laughable. He's great. I just thought I'm looking at, you know, looking at Matt Damon and he's doing this thing, but I just sort of like, I'm also looking at Matt Damon doing this
0: thing. Right. So it's actually really funny because, uh, the, the, just because you happen to pick that out about Matt Damon, which, you know of, what I mean, it kind of has always been a thing for me, and it's so funny because my dad here's the unnecessary story love it. of do it of the show, right, yeah, my dad used to tell me all the all the time about how when he was like sixteen, right, and when he was sixteen, it was a much different world right? that's right was, that's right yeah we were
1: it <laughs> was we four or five worlds ago six yeah, right?
0: right um <laughs> he used to uh wear a suit. Yeah. When he was like 16. Yeah. Right. He would wear a suit and like, go out. Like, you know, I don't even know what that means. Right. Like walk the the streets, hang out, go get some soda. Yeah. To Woolworths or something. I have no idea, but he would go out. (laughs) Yeah. And he did this like every week when he was 16 and like for the rest of his life. Yeah. Until he was old. Right. Whatever. And like his story was, and I don't know where he came up with this because he probably got it from somewhere <laughs> that he would start doing this yeah right? like he didn't just i don't know light bulb went off or right something. he right. got it from somewhere yeah uh because it, like his story was if you go to something where? where everyone is wearing suits right right he's like you know the guy who has never had a suit on before yeah. you can just you can look see. at him and no, and yes. he was like, and I wasn't going to be that guy. That's right. And so he did, That's and I'm right. like, Matt Damon is so permanently that guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Whenever M- right. Matt Damon is in anything, yeah, where he dresses up, wears a suit, whatever, I'm like, this is like the when the restaurant made you put the coat on when you can, <laughs> like right. You
1: don't, and you're constantly life. moving your shoulders. You're like, this is itchy. I'm not used to having weight on my shoulders. Uh, it's so
0: funny because i've always thought that about matt damon and
1: i'm gonna ruin i hope i don't ruin this and i hope you don't get mad um one of the funnest bits of advice i ever heard you tell me you gave your son was to get that suit and to put it on just wear it for a few hours every day so that you know how that suit feels and then you told me about your dad and i wish when i was 16 17 and 18 somebody had said here's a suit it right. may not fit you but put it on because it does fit and feel brilliant right and if you can wear that suit you're going to get through a lot of better doors you know just right. by nature of like he's supposed to be here and the guy who's like
0: grabbing at stuff and ripping fabric you know you it's it's, it's an so, incredibly it's so easy funny, thing but but matt damon is like such a perfect example of it mm-hmm. because you know you tell that to people who don't know maybe right. or whatever right. And, but it is like you walk dude. into you especially like, you know, you go somewhere and yeah. I hate to bring up funeral, but it's like what pops in. That's what head, most, right. But that's what people wear. You go to a funeral and you're like him. Yeah, him. exactly. <laughs> and you're like, that dude never takes that suit yeah. off.
1: Yeah. um There's the scene that's in the trailer where Matt Damon is screaming at somebody that Oppenheimer is trying to recruit. Uh, Cause in the film and in real life, the story was you had to go to this town that they made because they need dedicated. 24 hours a day work from all the scientists and all the people Matt Damon starts screaming at this guy. Cause he's like, why would we, why would we give up our life? And he's like, cause it's the greatest thing that's ever happened in the world history, blah, blah. And I watched that scene. And the first thing that went through my head is Matt's tired of wearing that suit. Yep. Like I just, I, I loved it. I thought, and again, he's great I, in I it, but he it's got, just,
0: I think he got a little more in the scene yeah, yeah, because he yeah. wanted to be done. I think he, yeah, he was like, like I'm right.
1: We're going to move on. Cause I'm I need to get out of this invested, yeah. anyway. Uh, so, I'm actually surprised you gave it an eight because you, you've been sort of not wild with Nolan's stuff lately. And when I was watching, I'm like, this yeah. has a weird combination of all the things that sort of bug you about him,
0: but it is really good. Yeah, it it is really good. And it does do, like I said, it, it checks all these boxes and it does all these things. Yeah. It is actually, uh, it has a lot to it. I should say, um, that it, is like great character study. Yeah, yeah. That is really like not only dissecting this guy, but the people around him and the people who make him yeah. or whatever. Yep. And uh the relationships he has and all of these different people, uh with him kind of just as like the sun that they're all revolving around, yeah. Uh who have to think about, you know. The consequences consequences right. and also not think about them and somehow be okay with them and still not be okay with them but, do yeah. it anyway right. and all this stuff right. that's going on yeah it has a lot of great stuff in that and like i said it is ultimately like really a good character study and has a lot built into it that makes it a good character study yeah For me, I still just am like, and yet I don't care about this guy, about this story. It's still, you know, here's this huge world event and the guy at the center, right? Yeah. But for me, somewhere in this movie is lost. uh, It's lost like why I care about this guy other than he is the guy at this event, right? Right. Like if I had $150 million to give Chris Nolan to make. The, you know, biopic of my neighbor, Bill, who does nothing or whatever, but does something. Yeah. Right. right. I mean, he does something and we could look at it for a long time and we could analyze him and everything. Yeah. It's just, I just didn't, it reminded me so much of so many other ones that have come out and, and do great stuff. And yet somehow they're just like, this is a good story. Right. Because I said so at the beginning, right. it's this person, right? And I'm like, no, right. <laughs> that is not how that's- That's just not enough. Makes it a good documentary. Right. Make a documentary and tell me all right. about this person. Yeah. But it just didn't quite- Yeah, I get you it. You take like that next step. But I mean, also, it's like stupid awesome I know. in a lot and, of ways.
1: And it's very clear. Nolan really, really was curious and fascinated about Oppenheimer. Right. And or- what happened to him and why right. like and the movie at one point does an unnecessary beat i mean i know we're going to jump to but it does an unnecessary beat because it really explains like why are you because oppenheimer goes through like an incredible investigation he's like why are you just letting them do this to you right. his reasoning is so obvious but I don't know. maybe if you went to the bathroom a couple of times you you need that spelled out for you and maybe that's one of the reasons nolan really loved what was happening too, because he really drills into making that stuff uncomfortable. And again, I totally agree with you, but I'm like, I guess this is an eight, and I love Nolan, right? Because it's just got some stuff that's, yeah. In the way. And,
0: and I just think, um, I'm glad that this is at least gone to where we're going up, yeah, again, instead him, of down a because bit because I was really going down Pennant, with him, and it was a big warning yeah. flag for me. It was like, in a lot of ways, Tenet had. A lot of the same problems. Yeah. In that, like it, it just it was so dazzled itself with like its trick. Loved the trick that it. I was like, it, it, that doesn't make it a story, right? Right. Like right. you happen to have. I feel like several of his last movies, but you know the main ones that jump out right are Tenet and Interstellar. Yeah. I feel like those are movies made from stories Philip K. Dick wrote where he was like, wrote them as a joke. He was like, <laughs> right. people are so stupid that they'll think this is a good story. Like just cause I watch put me. my name on <laughs> yeah. it or whatever. Right. It's like the same sort of thing. Like I just, at, at the, after Tenet came out, I was like, you know, man, the emperor has no clones. No funny. one's going to care about these movies in <laughs> okay. 10 years.
1: We're, we, we, we will jump. I, I mean, I know because you're going to do it in the second, yeah, but there go. is definitely a different Nolan thing. He matured, whether you like where he went or not, into something after. Because the prestige, and I would argue Inception, it's still pretty close to the prestige in in its yeah. handling. But the moment he did Interstellar, and then he did Tenet, I went, oh. oh. He's, and it's not dark night stuff anymore i'm you like know, this is different it You're does doing the different same thing
0: for me yeah and not for you as much but for me it does the same thing from the first batman movie right. to the second batman
1: movie yeah the
0: first batman movie it's a different movie is awesome yeah the second batman movie it's is better is like practically propaganda it's oh. all, it's, all about, <laughs> it's
1: here we go it, it is no i know it, it's not know. like
0: i'm just telling batman right? no i know yeah it's like well, I've got Batman. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to, now I'm going to, war on yeah. whatever, you know. Right. No. I know. I don't know. Anyway, go right. see it. So oh, yeah. check it out. It's You've great. got to go see it. Yeah. Just to like have seen it. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is yeah. like, right. Even me who is trying to bag on it as much yeah. as I can <laughs> for having given it an eight. <laughs> right. You know, you do definitely have to yeah. go see it. It's, yep. It's crazy. Insane. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I think maybe, um, yeah we better i want to do american fiction just because i don't oh, okay. want to i don't want to run out of time yeah and not oh, do, american do that fiction. yeah and um you know i think we could do all these other three like pretty quickly okay um american fiction which is uh based on a book i'm pretty sure because i'm i'm having to remember off the top of my head that it won the uh critics choice uh for adapted screenplay yeah I think so, That's and what I and I would say, um, okay, <laughs> I still think it should be poor things, yeah, but right, uh, but I'll, I'll, <laughs> there are worse options, and it is really good. Um, it's really good. So, um, this is a a movie that is kind of hard to explain if you haven't seen the movie, just because <laughs> there's so many, you know, there's like faints with them faints, right? Right. It's the it's the movie of a guy who is sick of people making money off of uh, black probe entertainment, where the only black entertainment you can get is just, you know, sickening prope and stereotype piled on top of each other. Yeah. So he decides to write a book and it's, it's actually kind of a strange thing to try to explain for me anyway, it's probably very easy for other people, but, uh, so he sets out to write a book. Now, what book he exactly sets out to write and what book he writes. Right. And then what happens afterwards is like very weird. Right. Because, um, does he set out to just join in on that? (laughs) He's not supposed to, right. (laughs) That's not what you're told. Yeah. Um, but that is kind of what ends up happening. And then all of a sudden, you know, whatever clarity right, right. ensues, right? right? So he writes a book where basically <laughs> uh, he's, you know, he's, he's trying to like parody and then like he misses yeah. because everyone just goes, well, he, yeah, that is great. And he
1: wants to, he whatever. wants to, he wants to rub everybody's nose in it. Right. But also exactly. everybody that is like, he's hoping to wake people up, be like, oh we fall for that he's like yeah you did you dummy but you still think it's great too don't you like yeah like he's he's working on three levels
0: of satire right so it's like it's it Uh, it goes insane and uh it's uh mostly anyway just really hilarious (laughs) and like in a most of the time anyway like in a very like almost deadpan but not quite it's like a very you know not necessarily you're laughing out loud at the screen because somebody slipped or whatever but it's a very different like kind but kind of humor but also it's hilarious yeah anyway uh so i gave this one a nine um man i was so close just off on you uh you were close where i thought you were going to give it a 10 oh yeah well yeah i actually cool. thought i actually thought
1: you you were i mean but i mean what am i splitting hairs between 9 and 10 come on at that point it's really just a, a small thing
0: yeah the only reason that i didn't give it a 10 um is because i just as i'm watching it felt like there were a lot of things and this it is tricky because i don't i haven't read the book Whatever. yeah me either and, yeah uh, so i don't know but uh i feel like there was uh several parts where um you know as we always say about things that are true right like yeah. if this is true lie right like, and if it's not true why the hell are you make it, it better me, right? right yeah and for this there yeah. were a lot of parts where i was like well if that's in the book change it yeah. for the movie and if it's not in the book, then what the hell are you doing that for right, right here? Yeah. Like there just were some parts <laughs> and as you said, like this is splitting hairs between nine and ten, but there were some yeah. there were parts that I was like, I just thought could be different. And uh there there were a couple of parts where I feel like uh characters were kind of brought in just because technically they were in the book, yep. And they have to show up and then and then what? Yeah like <laughs> Right, it, and it it just threw things off. Right, anyway, it just wasn't perfect for me, but it's uh, it's great. Anyway, so I gave it a nine. It, again, not not
1: perfect for me. I'm at nine as well, and but it's damn close. There, there's a couple things. I mean, again, we didn't see this one together, but that's almost exactly how I feel. There were some things here that Cord Jefferson, when he adapted the book just either loved or someone convinced him had to be in there and it just would have been what wait what's the running time here again it's almost two hours it's an hour and 57 minutes just could have been streamlined to be and i didn't want this to be 90 minutes but if it was i know this sounds so stupid 145 uh, no uh, one hour and 45 if it had been that because there's just a few scenes along the way that i actually thought made the film hiccup it didn't you know, if, you're, if you have to give a speech and you just suddenly get the hiccups and you're like, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to excuse myself or am I just going to walk through it? Everybody gets them. Everybody knows. I think it just sort of hiccuped itself a few times where for me, one of them uh, specifically is when Jeffrey Wright's character and his agent, they just can't believe the success that this satire, right. the, the satire upon satire is getting. There's talk of film deals. There's big rights. And I know in the book, this is exactly what he does, but in the film, it so doesn't work where he just suddenly changes his mind. He's like, Nope, it's not going to happen. It's not going to work. We've committed to this. We're in, and he just has like a weird three or four minute scene where he's like, no, I can't do it. I can't. And I'm like, no, I believe that that's in the book. And I believe it's fun and probably, you know, well done, but here it's just so weirdly abrupt after doing everything for so long. And it just had a weird tonal shift. Um, this this film brings up the absolute hardest category outside of Best Picture to nail for the Oscars in supporting actor. Sterling K. Brown is awesome. awesome. Yeah, he's on fire. He does everything the way you would expect someone who already knows he's getting the Oscar would do. And I'm not saying that's like measurement here. If we had no award shows, I would still just look at that guy's work and be like, why is everything he's in every time he shows up? Even, even, uh, uh, Regina Hall, Honk If You Love Jesus, even yeah, yeah, that yeah. film, which is problematic, he's just stellar in it. Moment he's in every scene here, I stop looking at everybody and yeah, just watch what he's gonna do because he gets some of the best lines he's got the best delivery and he's just larger than life in the scenes that he's in i i just loved the film in the first 5 minutes where jeffrey archer is actually having sort of a, a consultation with his uh coworkers and his employers i don't want to ruin it too much but uh i was sort of like all right we're going to watch this we're going to and then as soon as it started i went I'm going to watch this because Jeffrey Wright is on. Like that guy is also like ridiculously talented. It's just so much fun everywhere. Just a few scenes here and there that just hiccuped for me and didn't
0: distract so much, but I was just like, man, why'd you do that? Yeah. I think you do it? You know, this this movie, so it's awesome. And we're going to move on and try to get through a lot of things. Yeah. It's really good. Uh, like you said, Sterling K. Brown is great. Jeffrey Wright is great. Mm -hmm. And both of them, I think it's such a weird thing for me, both of these actors, because they both are so much better than even all the things that they've already gotten awards for. Oh yeah. Which is crazy. Isn't it wild to think of that way? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Sterling K. Brown is just amazing in like everything he does. Dude's sick. And he's got to be on like stupid TV. I know. In, I know. Isn't that like a waste? A, in like a bonker show for like year after year. I know. And, you know, apologies if you're a big fan of, uh, what is it? This is us. Yeah. I think. Um, yep. yep. That's like the, it, that's like the weirdest, like, is that any Soap opera, I know. <laughs> like screwball thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I watched several episodes of it and yeah. he's so good in it
1: dude's gotta eat i mean he's gotta pay his bills i get I mean, it but yeah he should be doing but, these things
0: but then everyone's like well he was the greatest in that and, yeah. and i'm like well i mean yeah he was but yeah. yeah and and jeffrey wright even though um i actually kind of loved westworld yeah um up to a point. Eventually, eventually it got a little screwball, Mm -hmm. but Jeffrey Wright was so good in that. Right. And I mean, so was everybody else. There's a lot of people in that who were really good actually. And, and the show was really good. Yeah. But still, every time it was Uh. him, you were like, there's a weird show.
1: (laughs) Tracy Ellis Ross is his sister. And immediately you feel the weight and time they've put in in their relationship like it's it's so good and almost from the second scene on you you see Jeffrey Wright who does one of the hardest things in the world easily is to wear the difficulty of an awkward name his name is Thelonious right Ellison and everybody calls him monk because of Thelonious monk and he wears my name is Thelonious with a weight that actually is really just totally believable like it's not even a big thing just so many people later call him that and sometimes when they call him that you see him just sort of shrugging off all the years of being teased and all the stuff that he either did or didn't live up to he just sort of wishes his name was john like it's it's a small detail but jeffrey wright i assume because he's an incredible actor he just took that and went that's going to be part of the tool right right and it shows like right. it's just so much it's just so much fun it's so much fun
0: yeah it's uh it's really uh in the movies that i've seen close to the end of the year yeah um because a lot of movies i saw a long time oh, yeah. ago yeah. Right? yeah um but the movies that i saw close to the end of the year that it was easily like not only the best but the movie that I most like want to watch again and stuff, which it's funny because, uh, you know, going back to Christopher Nolan and uh, my whole uh, worry that like the emperor has no clothes, right? like he is like come this weird master of everybody loves every movie that he comes out with and it gets all the awards and it looks fantastic and, you know, whatever Uh, all the way to like interstellar, yeah uh, and um Inception even yeah uh which is longer yeah longer ago and Tenet and everything. And all of these movies you like watch them and and I feel like it's going to end up being the same with Oppenheimer, right? You yeah. watch it and you go wow, like that really was. But 10 years from now right. no, no one'll ever we'll watch see. it. yeah, it's right? Gonna, who right now is like watching Inception? Hey, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Well, I mean, this is not
1: the time to tell you I do. Uh,
0: anyway. Yeah. I mean, you, but I mean, other yep. than you. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Let's move on. Right. Okay. May, December, which uh, we'll, we'll do this in a uh, completely screwy order. That's mm-hmm. okay. What I said at the beginning, Uh, May, December. And this one also is a book. Yep. Right. Yeah. And this is, um, so this one is like really odd, um, and I will just say that uh, there is uh, the lion's share of this movie that I actually kind of love, uh, just for its ability to like kind of make you squirm. Yeah, it's it, it is uh, it's very well crafted in. In just like uh, getting the reaction it wants. Yeah. Whether the movie is ultimately good or not. It's almost like, uh, you know, some kind of like, you know, seven out of 10 horror movie. Right. Right. Maybe it wasn't really good. Um, And I'm not saying this isn't really good, but, you know, maybe the movie's not really good. But man, the creepy parts and the scary parts and the dread and the tension and all that stuff worked. Yeah. Right. Um, this movie has that like in spades and it's a very weird and it's the kind of thing that's probably like actually so good that the movie just becomes off putting and you don't want to watch it. Right. Like, right. I could see people getting not too far in this movie and going, well, who cares? I don't want to watch their story. Right. Right. (laughs) And I'd, I'd, I'd kind of be on board with them a little bit too, (laughs) but, uh, anyway, so this is, um, Okay, now who's in this? Julianne Moore. Yeah, Natalie Portman. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, I got what's the name of the guy? Uh, uh, Charles Melton. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. Uh, so the story is, um, and I'm not even going to say too much about what the story is, but it's based on a book, and it is, I think, 20 years later, and we're revisiting yeah the these people who were involved in this scandal and uh julianne moore and she is the older woman and at this point it's um they're about to make a movie right and so we get the actress comes to uh talk to them because basically now we've moved on long enough that they're just kind of Doing their thing. Right. Right. I mean, you know, the, it's 20 years, so the story's over. No one really cares anymore. Yeah. Now we're going to make a movie so that they'll care again. Right. And and you'll be in the spotlight again. And, uh, and basically the story is, uh, because the, the guy was super young. Yeah. He was
1: like, it's like the Mary Kay Letourneau thing. He was 14. She was a
0: grown woman. Right and they fell in love right but now it's 20 years later right so now if they had just fallen in love now right i mean no you big know, deal nobody right. would have noticed yeah but he was uh, really young it was a huge scandal yeah now somebody wants to make a movie and uh our actress comes in to pick their brains about their story and wants to
1: represent them, how how them faithfully to, yeah how to that, yeah them and all this yeah
0: and then sort of like creepiness ensues right and- <laughs> And, uh, you know, whatever, I won't even, you know, go too much into that. Uh, this is a movie where uh, I gave this movie extra points just for making me like it pretty well. Huh. Um, yeah. I still didn't love it and I huh. still have some problems with it and everything. Um, but it, it was just like crazy to get into this. Right. So yeah. I gave this one a uh, seven and a half. I thought you'd give it a seven. Okay. Um, I huh. I was just like I said. It's like extra bonus points because if you read this summary to me, yeah, right. <clears throat> I have no interest. If I could actually decide what movies I was going That's to watch, I've gotten green right? in your studio. Exactly. Yeah, no, I get Instead it. Instead of uh just having to watch everything, right? I right. would never watch this movie. Right. Like if I'm flipping through Netflix and this comes on. I'm you know, I'm sure there are plenty of people this sounds interesting to. This sounds none interesting to me, right? I yeah. don't care about their story or whatever. Uh, but I would have never known that like this is a very different movie than you can describe with the uh-huh. synopsis. That's not what it's about. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, that's that's the truth. Yeah. It's uh it's a it's a whole other thing than than what you get from just now you've yeah. heard the synopsis. Um, but it really does like kind of just dive into people in general. Yeah. In a very like surprising and weird way. Yeah. Um, Which is like, tie these all together. Right. Which right. is what Oppenheimer thinks it's doing. And I right. don't think it's right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. it's, I think it's trying to make these grand statements mm-hmm. about everyone and it's, kind of not actually getting there Yeah. anyway but uh in this movie um i think it, it's uh it's there's such a like weird texture to this movie that yeah you know it's one of those two where we say this a lot like ask me in a month and this might be like eight or nine right like it right. It, it might actually be better because uh the acting is is actually insane I'm not generally a huge Julianne Moore fan, although I don't really dislike her either. Right. Uh, but in this, she was just on fire. Like yeah. She was incredible. She's very and, vulnerable. And it's... Um, it's weird too, because there's no one to like in this movie. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. None of these people are like right. trying to convince right. you that you want to watch their story because you're interested in them right, or right. whatever, because you might like them. They're all weird. Yeah. Right. And yet she does it in, in just the right way where you become like invested in her. And I, you yeah. know, I think all three of them pretty well do that. Yeah. But her the best for me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she just like gets you to like go along this story, even though you know, like I said, they're all weirdos. Yeah, right? <laughs> and not just because twenty years ago they were. Yeah. In a weird thing, thing. but like, you know, there's other yeah things going on. It's it's all it's very creepy and weird at <laughs> times. And anyway, all right. So uh, I gave it a seven and a half.
1: What a a difficult thing for any filmmaker to do, to make the audience recognize their own sort of salacious interest in a tabloid tale, and doing so make you part of the cast, basically. You know, that's, I think, what uh, Todd Haynes, who made this and did, you know, one of the films I loved years ago, Carol, you know, and he's done other things too, but um, obviously... uh, the strength of the acting from the three leads is what salvaged this to barely get five from me. I, I thought when I first saw this, I'm like, wow, what is everybody seeing that I'm not? And this is like getting tens. This is top of people's lists. Oh Yeah. I, I watched it without looking at anything. I don't, I don't like to read a bunch of stuff before I see if i I just want to watch it. And I didn't, I think in a different day with more time, if anyone were so inclined, I would just push back hard that I didn't actually see this as camp. I thought it was a bad filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know there's a very thin line there and I think people can say dark comedy and I'm like, okay, but that didn't really, it didn't really walk to that line. Yeah. And at times it sort of flirted going over it, but it didn't stay there. Like I, it's not like that Nicole Kidman film, which is old as hell now, uh, to die for. You know, it's not oh, like yeah, that yeah. kind of thing where you have a, an older woman who's doing things to younger guys. Like it's not that either. I liked very much. I liked very much um, Julianne Moore in the beginning of the film. And I thought that it was really dealing with something that could have been more explored as a film. that would have been of interest to me, but, you know, I make my own movie, I guess, which is what's it like to live in a small town where people just aren't going to forget? And you are, you're here and the scene where, uh, that when Natalie Portman is shadowing her now and just trying to learn about her and what made her tick and, and to help do this job that she has better, um, when there's another townsperson who's just insanely rude to (laughs) Julianne Moore and she just has, she's calloused up her. Skin and her soul to just brush it off she's yeah, like I mean, that's, just that's just that's just Margot you know and that happens every day yeah. and you sort of see like, you, you sort of see that it doesn't have any effect on her and it just keeps w- re-wounding her yeah. and, and in that regard Julianne Moore in the beginning of the film is all aces again just like killing it and natalie portman is sort of like i'm here what am i doing here i can't believe i just watched that and right right this is how you, okay i guess i have to be that person too um i i like natalie portman at the midpoint they switch i think she becomes more interesting because she's actually sort of now whether she is as an actress not natalie portman but as the character uh her name's Elizabeth when she's trailing Gracie around and she's just sort of like trying to figure out why Joe was ever interested in her, what was it about him? The film starts to get a little odd. Cause I'm like, is she hitting on him because she's attracted to him or because she's now identifying with his wife and she's got to figure out how do I get to do it? Cause if I can do it, well then I've nailed you. And there's a circumference of really weird stuff happening here, but I didn't think that it was handled well enough to get the credit that it wants to get. I don't I don't mm-hmm. think that it really knew how to hold on to all of these lightning bolts and put them back in the bottle. I think it just was like, look what I got. Right. And for me that made the film really disappointing. Um especially when the irony of the film for me and maybe I read it wrong is we get to see some filming of this movie in the end. And I don't think Natalie Portman understood the character she's been shadowing at all forever. Like she's she doesn't have a grasp on any of it, and that's hilarious to me. And also, like it needed to be delivered better. Like I don't think most people got that. Right. You know, there's a scene where they're talking to each other, and it's and it's in the trailer too. Like they're putting on makeup. And they're helping each other and they're talking to each other. And if I'm Natalie Portman's character looking at the way Julianne Moore is acting, I'm not getting the hell out of that room because that's right. a lizard person wearing right. human skin yeah, and she's, she's going to eat me. It's so weird. But in my mind, when I thought it could be all of these things and it failed, what I wanted it to be more like was that Jake Hall film that really freaking creeped me out, Nocturnal Animals. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's one of the creepiest films I have seen in the last decade, and it did it sort of effortlessly just by being like, am I dreaming? What the hell is this? Who? Get away from that guy. Don't go near anybody. This film just sort of seemed to, uh, you know, for a great metaphor of like wanting its cake and eating it too, that kind of thing. It just felt so weirdly clumsy in handling all the stuff that was really a diamond. It just didn't know how to polish it and deliver it to me. So I barely gave it a five.
0: Yeah. I think it, um, you know, I don't know that we have that different of views. Yeah. No, I actually, okay, that's- <laughs> um, it's it's just, a, and you know, we do this sometimes where it seems like, uh, you know, like when I read the Oppenheimer reviews, right? Like we're having the same reaction. It's just that right. for you, it means 10 or better right. somehow. And for me, it means right. eight right. at best. Right. Um, and I think that I had a lot of the same reaction. Uh, I just feel like what it did do well yeah. just worked for me. There are parts in this movie that are, um. You know, we're not going to get to another movie probably, but there are movies, uh, parts in this movie that are kind of like similar to what has to happen in horror movies, right? Yeah. Like you're watching a That's horror right. movie and it's like, well, that person's stupid or, you know, like right. all the way back to like Eddie Murphy and like Ebonyville yeah, 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 horror, right? right? Like if, why, why black people can't yeah. be in horror movies, which <laughs> right. the house says, get out and we leave. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. There, uh, uh, there are parts in this where it does feel very similar to like watching a bad horror movie, yeah. And like the people won't just leave. This is like the same thing, like when Get Out was really, yeah, was really crazy, hitting everyone, and I was like. How is this a movie, dude? Right. Because no one would stay there. I don't okay. care if I have to run.
1: Right. I'm on the road. I'm leaving. I don't
0: need to talk call. to you another day, another know. year. Right. I'm out. I'm like, uh, uh, you know, going into that movie in the first, like, know. I don't know, like 20. I was going to say 20, it's 25. Like, it's like, dude, that'd be, that's the end of the movie. That's Who a quick does? film.
1: <laughs> and but we're
0: wrapped. There is some stuff in here where uh, you yeah. are kind of like, man, really? Because. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean that has to happen, or we can't keep going. Yeah, but they are kind of rough. But yeah. for me, you know, they weren't like they didn't kill it, right? Really, I know. Right? Like, um, they weren't bad enough, uh, for me where it really compares to like a horror movie, right? Like where you're gonna die, right, and you have no reason to stay anyway, right? right? And in this, at least you're probably not going to die and you kind of have a reason to stay. Yeah. Right. You know, whatever. It was like, I could gloss over that, but the things that were good, the parts that were, um, especially, like I said, Julianne Moore, just like, there are so many parts in this movie where it's like little scenes where she's like really just tearing world apart yeah. just like in american fiction sort of yeah where you know you have these scenes of what is what we're trying to get out right that is just like you know dude we're done right right (laughs) and and this movie has the same kind of stuff with i mean natalie portman also is like working the same idea of uh you know, like you said, we're part of the story, right? Like trying to dissect us more than each other. What do you like? What do you want to see? And that actually does kind of work, but Julianne Moore uh, has so many scenes. Right. I feel like there's a move, a version of this movie where it's like just Julianne Moore and you just like assume the other people exist (laughs) somewhere, but it's just like her scenes by herself. And I'm not sure if it's a better movie.
1: Oh, no, I actually, it's so funny. You say that. I thought when I was watching it at one point, I'm like, if you could remove the way that people remove John out of Garfield strips, and it's just Garfield. Like I actually had that thought too. I'm like, this is a creepy film. If you're just watching her, you know, there's stuff also in there that is part of the story that would make 100% reason why Natalie Portman would interview like her ex-husband. Like, how did you feel that right. your wife fell in love with a teenager? Like, I don't mean 18, I mean 14. How did that help you? Why do you stay in this town? And then a son who's just like a sociopath. Like, stuff. Get that it's in there, but again... If you have a hundred percent of your energy and you're using thirty-three percent to show these other things when you could have boosted other things that were matterful, right. more more important and impactful, it's just weird, sloppy filmmaking. And when I think of how nuanced something like I don't know if it was his last film, but Carol wasn't that long ago. It was only two years ago, maybe three, maybe I've maybe I've lost a year, didn't seem to have that trouble at all. So then I guess it's the story. But again, it the story is. Mm-hmm admittedly and admirably sort of trying to do an awful lot of stuff i just thought i i thought it in better hands it would have been more effective
0: right yeah so. i think that it does there are a lot of scenes in this you know when we're just going over christopher nolan and his yeah. other things and there are a lot of scenes in this where you can tell that it's made by the person who made carol right. and right. lots of other things haynes yeah. has done yeah yeah great. right it's not whatever it right um and then there are some Seeing where you watch them and you're like hmm where'd this come from this
1: mm-hmm. guy make the water boy it, it, like what, seems, is, what is this from <laughs> this like, is a little weird yeah
0: but overall to me yeah it was still and and, and not i mean i mean not to uh,
1: sorry to interrupt you no, but like right. there there are some scenes when everybody is just working their ass off and doing well but then there are scenes that absolutely come out of nowhere that i have to do all the heavy lifting for like Joe, the 14-year-old kid who's now 34 and his kid's graduating high school, and he has this scene with him on the roof and he's breaking down because he looks at his son and he realizes like, wow, when I was your age, I was in some shit. Like, You're about to go away to college and there's this weird scene that didn't work for me like i did it didn't work for me in a dark comedy it didn't work for me in a camp it didn't work for me in a drama it didn't work for me in anything and i'm like but you're but that's not to say melton's character did anything wrong i it just felt like that scene was not only dropped into a moment in the film that didn't really work in i just didn't think that scene worked at all yeah except for someone to say well wouldn't he feel this way about your kid and someone goes you're right we got to do that yeah let's sketch that out right now the
0: amazing, there's a few yeah. there's
1: a couple scenes that feel that way but um in a strange strange way i don't expect at five this to make my worst list at all it would be too highly ranked to get on my worst list if i made a separate list of films that had potential and just wound up sort of disappointing it's probably in the top four or five mm-hmm. I actually thought this was going to be stellar Julianne Moore, Natalie Portman, strange story. Like they're working their ass off. They're doing really great in separate scenes. What happened?
0: Yeah. You I know? think this is, um, and, and we're going to wrap up pretty quickly here. Um, I think that there is, uh, even though I rated it better than you, I think yeah. there's like <clears throat> a pretty serious comparison here for me, um, actually with Oppenheimer, surprisingly, because yeah. I feel um, I, you know, I still really like them both, whatever I'm rating them, you know, yeah. both like They're pretty really, high, like really you know? high, yeah. but I feel like they both have this thing where like all the parts yeah. are like really awesome.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. The
0: coheat. Yeah. Um, right. And it just doesn't quite mean that, you know, the whole does not, it's not equal yeah. the sum of the parts. Right. right. It's like yeah. the whole is slightly worse than adding together all the parts or the sum of the parts in, in, yeah. in both of these movies. And in this one, um, I, you know, I would say, I guess more is just really fantastic. And Portman yeah. is still really good. She's and especially in some scenes. Yeah. She's really, really good. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's got all the, the individual scenes are great. Yep. Yeah. But then you know you put them all back to back and put you, it together, yeah. and it's like okay. Imagine but seeing the dailies. I still really? Yeah, yeah.
1: You see the dailies on this. If you and I are executive producing this, and they're sending these dailies, I'm slapping you on the back and being like, "We're winning a lot right, of right, shit. Right, Look right, at right.
0: this." And you see the film, and you're like, "What? What, yeah. what happened?" It is actually weird because this one, uh, like you said, it's got all kinds of awesome ratings. Yeah uh critics love it, they lose it. it's got and, and yet um uh, man it did not translate it didn't to a lot of attention yeah. now that's true too it's really not being talked about yeah yeah um but i do still think that it is uh worth seeing i would definitely recommend it to people but it is one of those yeah. movies like i said you gotta know who you're recommending this to that's yeah I, I agree i mean because like i said you read the synopsis of this and you go uh (laughs) yeah if you well if
1: you come up to me and you're like i really want to see that mary Kay letourneau film i'm like you do (laughs) right okay uh
0: yeah it's also weird. i know about you this movie uh now that we did this and american fiction yeah it's almost, it, there's a very weird thing with both of these movies and what they're trying to tell you that they're like movies made where they're like, if you want to watch this movie that I made, yeah. then what does that say about you? That's right. Well, wait right. a minute. Yeah.
1: You- <laughs> Put this on me, <laughs> man. You did it. And, and real quick before we get out, I would tell anybody, when we do these things in my mind, I, may, I always mean to say this. In the order, I would say, see American fiction first, see Oppenheimer second, then see May December. That would yeah. be, if you were asking me, what should I
0: check out? That's the order. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely American fiction. Everyone needs oh, yeah. to go see this. Band. I love it. Luckily it is getting like awarded. Yeah. When people are talking about yeah. it. Deservedly. All right. Thanks, uh, for listening to us next week. We will, uh, do be more in like five or six. All right. Hopefully yeah. we will be on a, we'll be on like a strict clock next week right. and it'll be like, ding. Yeah. <laughs> Round the horn. I love it. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week yeah. and, uh, stick around because shortly the best of the year lists. Oh yeah. Uh, love it. Please rate, subscribe, likes on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this and all that stuff. Thanks. Yeah. Bye. Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in. Once again, the, are you screening podcast is brought to you by are screening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to ruscreening.podbean.com or ruscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.